Social Zoom Factor, episode 45. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Today, we are going to talk about Twitter, and the conversation is specifically geared at all of you C-level executives out there, executive directors or VPs, head honcho, whatever you may be, the people who are in charge, all right? And this also is a podcast that can be helpful to those who are trying to support those people who are trying to help them be successful utilizing social media. Now, this particular podcast is not about selling your CEO on Twitter. And I encourage you to check out my podcast episode number 19, which will talk to you about how to get your CEO on Twitter. And I'll tell you, the answer might surprise you because it is not by selling your CEO on Twitter. So I encourage you, listen to episode 19. I also have quite a few other episodes on Twitter that you should check out. First one is episode 31, which is Twitter for business in a nutshell. Next one is episode 32, which is why Twitter for business. So that's 12 business benefits of using Twitter. And I encourage you to listen to them both. Listen to episode 31 first and then 32. And then episode 19 was the one of how to get your CEO on Twitter. So this particular episode is not about selling your CEO. It's not about getting them on Twitter, push, pull, and dragging them on. This is about once they have made that decision that they want to get on Twitter, how are you going to help them be successful? So you have a CEO, you have a CMO, a CTO, a CIO, whatever they are, owner of your company, whatever the title of the day is, and they've decided they want to check out Twitter. This is going to help you be successful. So if you are this C-level executive, listen up, because I promise you these tips are going to help you not look like a twit. And if you don't want to look like a twit on Twitter, I encourage you to also check out episode number 39, which is social media etiquette, how to not be a twit on Twitter. You can't blame me. I'm giving you everything you need. I'm giving you what is Twitter, how to get on Twitter, how to use Twitter, what are the benefits of Twitter, and even how not to be a twit on Twitter. What else can you ask for, right? And if you still need more, we are launching a class very soon on Twitter with everything you could ever want to know. Just go to socialzoomfactor.com slash Zoom my tweets and you will be one of the very first to know when we launch this class. It will be in the next couple weeks. And by registering there, you'll also receive a discount above and beyond what other people will get. And I promise it's not something that everybody's going to get. So let's get started. First thing is, congratulations. You have finally made the decision that you are going to get on Twitter. First thing is I'm patting you on the back and I'm saying, woohoo, let's go. And in case you didn't know, I have been on Twitter since early 2009. And I encourage you to check out the other episodes that I mentioned because I tell a lot of my story. 
more than I'm going to share on this podcast. But to put it in a nutshell, like I said, I joined early 2009. I was still working in corporate America. So I spent over 15 years working in corporate America. So if you're a C-level executive working in a larger corporation, medium-sized corporation, I know your world. I know what you're going through. And Twitter is the last thing right now you're thinking about. You have a lot of other things you need to do. You should be managing risk around social. You should be thinking about how are you going to empower internal brand evangelists. You are probably wondering how you are really going to empower the modern, connected, social savvy customer. So there's a whole lot of things that you and I could probably be talking about besides Twitter. However, you've made this decision to get on Twitter, and I think it's a really good decision to get on Twitter. But I want you to know, the way that I found how powerful Twitter was, was after I left my corporate career, and I had spent 15 years doing branding and product marketing, product management. I always stayed really close to the revenue and I survived 13 layoffs at one company alone. So if that tells you anything, I got really good at figuring out how to connect brands with human beings, how to leverage emotional branding, how to put together the best possible content I could to connect with my audience. And I was doing social media before there was ever a thing called social media. We were building communities. We had forums. You know, we were doing social without the infrastructure that we have today. So lo and behold, I wound up leaving corporate. That's a whole other story in itself. And I started an agency. And when I was first leveraging social media and I was leveraging the Twitter handle for the agency, I just wasn't getting the pickup that I wanted. People weren't really talking to me as a logo. And so I had remembered that, oh yeah, I created this Twitter handle called Pam Marketing Nut back when I was in corporate. Maybe I should give that a try. And I wish I could tell you that I spent weeks in a room with a ton of smart marketers from around the world, and we created this thing and this brand called Pam Marketing Nut. Wrong. I will tell you that I thought of the name probably in about two seconds, and I said, hey, my name is Pam. I like marketing. And yeah, I'm a little bit nutty. So I'm going to call myself Pam Marketing Nut. And that's how my name, my brand was born, and it went from there. So as I was struggling, getting the voice of my brand to be heard. Some things just happened. And as I got out that Pam marketing nut handle, everybody just loved it. Okay. It's not rocket science, but what it was, was it was creative and it was a brand that was being birthed right in front of my eyes. And it was the community, which was really helping me form it. And as I tweeted, I listened. As I tweeted again, I listened even more. And I started watching the way that people were putting me on lists on Twitter and the content that they were replying to and how they were interacting with me, what they liked, what they didn't like. And it didn't take me very long to just see the power of what I was onto and what was happening. It was almost one of those moments where, you know how it is, the planets align and you just think, wow. I am in the right place at the right time. And there is going to be one heck of a way to monetize this one way or another. And I saw that power because it's what I had been trying to do 
for 15 years in the walls of corporate America. It's what we had been doing. And I saw everything just start to come to fruition and become so much easier where we have the power within our hands because of social media and because of Twitter to just reach across to people across the globe that we would normally never even have an opportunity to talk to, let alone, you know, get to know. So as I got my feet wet on Twitter, I met a couple folks who started to invite me onto their platforms. And there were some folks who had been on Twitter a lot longer than me and who had been on social media. And one of the people was Mari Smith. And so she invited me to come speak on a teleseminar with her community at the time. And so I went on the teleseminar. I think I had about 500, 600 followers at the time. Went on the teleseminar and I just started talking about some things that I had uh, done in my corporate life. And she wanted me to talk about branding and, you know, what the social brand really meant and how people could truly be authentic, that type of thing. But just the power that we were, we were all seeing within this thing called social media. And so as I hopped on to Twitter and I hopped onto this teleseminar, I was in shock. Within minutes, there were just pages and pages of tweets of people talking about what I was saying. And I wasn't saying anything that was, in my opinion, that spectacular. It was the same things that I had been teaching and training on and leading my teams to do within the walls of corporate. Okay. But people loved it. And by the end of that hour teleseminar, there were over 20 pages of retweets and quotes of people quoting and commenting on what I was talking about. And I remember sitting in front of my computer with literally happy tears rolling down my face and just thinking, wow, this is absolutely amazing. And so if you think about that scenario, and this is a true story, the way that I got to see the power of Twitter was by somebody bringing me on in a way that I was comfortable, in a way that they could use my voice, because I was very comfortable talking on the phone. So I could get on the phone. I mean, I had just come from corporate world of living on conference calls. And if you're still in that world, you know what I'm talking about. So I knew how to talk on the phone. So I'm talking on the phone. But but Mari and team were able to leverage that content, leverage that asset to help connect with the people who were already there living on Twitter. And so if you're new to Twitter, if you're new to social media, and if particularly if you have a team who is helping you do this, or if you are leading a social media team, I want to encourage you to make sure that you are helping bridge that digital divide. Do not just throw your C-level executives onto Twitter. And if you are a C-level executive or owner of a company, don't just throw yourself onto Twitter. You need to understand this ecosystem and you need to find a way to start engaging within the ecosystem in a way that you can feel comfortable and in a way that you can provide the most value. It could be through podcasting. It could be through a radio show that your business creates. It could be through Google Hangouts and video. It could be a pseudo combination of Google Hangouts and webinars, okay? And then you get your feet on Twitter. So I just want you to know, you know, as you start to experiment and and test some activities with Twitter, make sure that you're looking at some of the other networks that you can be integrating that will really help you zoom results as you are 
investing time on Twitter. So I hope that story will help you understand uh, where I came from and how I got to where I'm at. I now have over 200,000 people that follow me on Twitter. I have a Twitter chat that we lead every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. I encourage you to check that out. It's pound get real chat with the hashtag is get real chat. You can also go to getrealchat.com if you would like to learn more about it. And we even have a video there with instructions and tutorial of exactly how to join a tweet chat and what you need to do. But the best thing you can do is just get started. Okay, you've got to get started somewhere. And as of now, I'm understanding that you have made that decision. So let's talk about the 15 things that every CEO, CMO, CTO, CIO must do before and as you hop on Twitter, all right? Probably you thought that this day was never going to come. You thought that that crazy little bluebird was just a fad, something that would fly away and you could move on and do your day job. I know for a fact that many of you think that. But the truth is that little bluebird is still live and kicking. The crazy thing is you are starting to see the power of the bluebird and its friends. You are seeing people you never thought would jump on Twitter. Love it. You probably have some good buddies and even fellow C-level executives who are there and now you're wishing, uh, I think I need to learn this Twitter thing. Okay, so you've come to the right place. No worries. We have you covered. Number one thing you need to do, you need to have a plan. Being that you're a C-level executive, you need to have a plan. And I know that you like plans. Okay, so I am going to assume that your company has already developed a social media plan, a social business plan that is inclusive of goals and objectives, and that you jumping on Twitter is part of that plan. So I highly encourage any C-level executive to jump on Twitter as only a random act of marketing, okay? Random acts of marketing are going to eat every last morsel of your social ROI for breakfast before you even say, where's the coffee? So I have written plenty of blog posts and podcasts on this. I encourage you to check them out. I encourage you to download our eight steps to develop a social business plan if you need to. And that's at socialzoomfactor.com slash social business plan. Also, you can download 10 tips to stomp random acts of marketing. And that's at socialzoomfactor.com slash no rams. I also encourage you to check out episode 28 and episode two, which will also help you figure out how to stomp random acts of marketing. Okay, number two, you need to slow down to speed up. The last thing you want to do is rush onto Twitter without a plan or knowledge of how to properly use and engage your audience. So embrace imperfect perfection, but take the time to know where you are going and why. So I'm not saying everything needs to be perfect, but you need to understand the ecosystem of which you're diving into. So if this is your first entry into social media, you're really going to want to slow down to speed up. And I don't want to burst your bubble or stop your motivation or anything like that. Okay, because part of getting on social is figuring out how you can leverage it most effectively for yourself and for your business. And remember, the goal is not to just do social the goal is to be socially relevant and to do it in a way that brings value to you as a human being, value to your audience, and value to your business. So if your company does not have a social media policy or a social media plan and nobody else in your office is tweeting or using any of these tools, you really need to take the time to implement some basics before you jump in headfirst to Twitter because you only get one chance to make a first impression. You may be better off 
setting up some test accounts for you to get your feet wet at first. And then as you get ready and you feel more prepared, you can set up your official account. Number three is to balance the social media tech with the art of engagement. And chances are you have at least a little bit of geek in you, all right, if you're jumping on Twitter, unless somebody is dragging you there. But even if you have just a small percent of geek in you, it's going to want to go in all the tech. So you must eventually learn all the tools and the tech of social media. However, the art of proper engagement is just as much, if not more, important. So don't jump in head first thinking you need to know everything about every tool there is to measure your tweets. Your time is better spent on understanding your audience, understanding the norms and kind of what the tones of conversation are out there, and developing your own brand strategy and content strategy and figure out how you are going to connect with your audience and support your business brand and your professional brand before you figure out and master every single Twitter tool that's out there. You absolutely need to understand the basics, but you don't need to master them all. And this is an area I really see people in all different types of roles waste so much time and they'll spend months figuring out the tools and the tech. And then once they get there, they think, okay, now what am I supposed to do, Pam? I know all the tools, but I have no idea how to not look like a twit on Twitter. Okay, so there, my friends, lies a huge problem. Number four, you need to review your social media policy and your PR crisis plan with your internal team. Okay, if you do not have a social media policy, I would add this to the task list. Add the development of such to a top priority list. Your policy should at minimum include guidelines for Twitter username selection, ownership of Twitter handles, and how to handle a PR crisis, a social media crisis, and what the management of that would be, what the escalation procedures are, and that type of thing. And if you don't know where to start with this, we can absolutely help you. But I'll tell you, when do you think a crisis is going to happen? It's not going to happen on Monday morning at 10 a.m. when everybody's in the office and they're just a shout away and you can say, hey, Megan, can you deal with this, please? No. You know what's going to happen? It's more likely it's going to be a Saturday night at 10 p.m. and all heck is going to break loose on Facebook or Twitter. Okay. So you need to have that policy. Who are you going to call? Whoever sees that tweet, whoever sees whatever happened, a Facebook post on LinkedIn, wherever it is, how are you going to handle it? Don't wait until there is a problem to figure out your policy. Figure it out now. Number five, and I mentioned this earlier, is set up a test account. And you don't have to tell anyone you do this, Shh, okay? But use your home email and your nickname if you need to, something that not everybody at work knows. And this will give you a chance to play with that little bluebird and help you get a feel for how it works. And if you are brand new to Twitter, don't spend too much time on this or you may get overwhelmed. However, if you are a geek at heart and you like to play with tech, then this may be a great way to get those little birdie feet wet in the social waves, okay? But it's all up to you. You know, we do a lot of coaching with executives and um, directors and helping them set up their own persona and figure out their own strategy. So I don't know what's best for you. If you're a person that just loves to dig in, dig in, all right? But just be careful. And if you're not, if you like to crawl, walk, run, then you may want to just set up a test account and, and feel it out a little bit. 
Number six is obviously choose a username. So select a username that describes you. And depending on your social media policy, your Twitter account may or may not be the property of your company. Now, if you're a C-level executive, obviously you can help call those shots. I absolutely recommend anybody Uh, Even if you have a Twitter handle that you are using with an organization, that you also have one that is yours, your personal Twitter handle, something that can go with you no matter where you are, all right? And I personally don't think this whole thing on my tweets are my own. I think that's a bunch of social baloney, all right? If I know that you work for a particular brand, I don't care whether you have that little asterisk with a notation stating your tweets are your own. And I know many need to do that because that's your policy. However, if I know you work for that brand, what you tweet is going to impact my thought of that brand, period. There's no if, ands, or buts or way around that. It's just how it is. So, but choose a username that's fun. Choose a username that is professional. You know, whatever your brand is, just go with it. For me, I told you my Twitter handle is Pam Marketing Nut. It's P-A-M-M-K-T-G-N-U-T. All right. It is the core of my brand. You can go out and search Google, uh, search for Pam Marketing Nut, and you will find whatever flavor you want to connect with me. Okay. And that brand, that name all started from a Twitter handle. So you never know where this might take you. Number seven, select your profile photograph. And this will also be referred to as an avatar. So you will hear me talk about avatars or avies is how people uh, abbreviate that online. You'll see the word A-V-I. That basically stands for avi. And some people may tweet to you and say, hey, John, I really like your new avi. And you'll be thinking, okay, what's an avi? (laughs) Let me go look that up on Google. All right. So avi equals avatar equals your photograph equals your smiling face. So you need a picture of you. Do not use the default egg, default Twitter avatar that Twitter gives you. Go ahead and load your photo. If you need to take a selfie, take a selfie. If you need to go get a professional photo done, go get a professional photo done and just get somebody to help you at least take a photo for now. And particularly if you're setting up your real Twitter handle, not a test one, you at least got to get a a photo out there. And I encourage you to check out the episode I told you about of how to not be a twit on Twitter. And I give you some more detailed advice on this. And then number eight is complete your Twitter bio and profile information. So take the time to fill in your Twitter bio, the location, the URL that you want it to point to. And depending on your strategy, you may want to link to a LinkedIn profile, for example, or you may want to link to a blog or maybe your corporate webpage. It just depends on what your strategy is. But take the time to coordinate with the others within your marketing team. Maybe it's your CMO, your CEO, and just figure out what everybody's going to do. You know, where are we going to link? What's our strategy? What's our plan? And if your social media team has not figured this out and they don't have their act together on what you should be doing, you need to tell them this is something that they need to do because they need to help coordinate this to make sure that everybody has a cohesive strategy and that you have some consistency. And the more people that are hopping online from your organization, you want to have some consistency and some cohesiveness into how you're approaching that. Number nine is develop a personal brand strategy. So you need to develop your own personal brand strategy and your own brand architecture. So it may sound crazy if this is the first time you're doing this. However, I cannot stress enough how important this step is. You need to know who you are, what you are, and what you have to offer your followers and the people in your community. Your personal brand should represent 
who you are while also supporting your organization's overall brand architecture. Okay, really important, particularly if you are in a C-level role or an owner of a company. You need to decide how personal you want to get with your followers. What and how much do you want to share about your personal lives? And I have a podcast on social media authenticity versus transparency. And I go in detail on this. And that is episode 16. So I encourage you to check that out. If you're struggling with how much to share, how much not to share, should you share what you ate for lunch? Should you not? There is a big difference between authenticity versus transparency. And if you can understand that, it will really help you in building your personal brand strategy. And we consult with business leaders all the time on this. And if you need help, we can help you. I encourage you also to download our Twitter persona worksheet, which will help you at least get started with this. And you can download that at socialzoomfactor.com slash Twitter persona. Okay, next thing you want to do is develop a content plan. And your content plan should include content that is both personal and professional. And your social media and marketing team should be able to help you with this if they haven't already. But ask them for a copy of the editorial calendar and key themes they are using for content. If they don't have an editorial calendar, give them a hint and tell them to download our calendar template at socialzoomfactor.com slash calendar. And it has every day and every week and every month in 2014. And it will help you identify themes and audiences and content for every single day and what audience that content is for. It's an amazing resource. And just make sure that you know what content you plan to share. You don't want to be hopping online every day and just shooting from the hip. The more organized you can be and the more you can be providing content that is relevant to the people that you want to connect with and to the people who are following following you, the better your results are going to be. So engaging in social media inclusive of Twitter without a plan is truly a recipe for disaster. So in regard to personal content, I would start with a list of your hobbies, your interests, your favorite sports, and anything else you feel comfortable sharing. So just brainstorm some of your activities. The worksheet I mentioned will help you do that. And then select the top three to five activities and then start a spreadsheet or another document noting the types of content that you could write about. And this could include favorite workouts. You know, if you like doing P90X, I'm a P90X gal. I love to talk to people and connect with them on that. You know, I love doing spin classes. I will quote my favorite authors. Quotes from authors are a great way to connect with people. You can hop on Twitter every morning and put a quote out there, pound quotes or pound quote, and you'll connect with people. That's one of the great ways that I met so many cool people that I was able to have some really strong bonds with when I first jumped on Twitter. Uh, if you're a foodie, oh my goodness, people love food pictures and it blows me away. I'm on Instagram and Instagram and Twitter work together very, very well. And I will be doing a podcast on that very soon. But people love images of food. <laughs> so if you are a foodie, feel free to share that. You know, people will probably connect with you on that. You don't need to feel obligated to share what you ate for lunch, but it's definitely something a lot of people like to talk about. Uh, you will be amazed at the ROI that you will receive for developing your content strategy. So it really is one big conversation is what social media is. And so the more that you can be a part of that conversation in a really meaningful way, the better your results are going to be. Number 11 is just think value. So ask yourself this question. 
How can I add the most value for my followers? Your goal every day should be to add as much value to the conversation as you possibly can. Think of it in the same way you do your business. So as a CEO, a CIO, CMO, CTO, whatever you are, you probably have a goal to provide as much value as you possibly can to your stakeholders, your partners, your team members, and customers. Social media is no different. The more value you provide, the higher your return is going to be, period. Don't overcomplicate it, all right? Number 12 is get real with time investment. You need to get realistic with how much time you have to invest in social media, including Twitter. Do you have 5, 10, or 15 minutes per day? The amount of time that you have over a given week will guide where and how you spend your time. If you need help with a plan to help you best leverage your time, give us a call. Just go to themarketingnutswithaz.com and we can put a plan together that will help you maximize every single minute, all right? And we can tap into the power of your team and really help them figure out some of these things if they are struggling. Number 13 is do a quick skill analysis and you don't know what you don't know, period. So just because you don't know how to tweet, that doesn't make you a dumb bird. I always say the only dumb question is the one that doesn't get asked. All of us were brand new to Twitter at one time. We were brand new to Facebook at one time, brand new to Instagram, and whatever is the next social network that comes along. There will be a day I'm the first one on that network, or I am the first day on that network, all right? We all have to start somewhere. So the more that you can know your strengths and your weaknesses when it comes to learning social media and the art of engagement and how to bring the most value to your audience and business, the better off you are going to be. If you have gaps and you need training, then identify them and obtain that necessary training. Hire a coach, hire a consultant, hire an agency like ours to help you. We help many executives figure out how to do this. The worst thing you can do is sit in a class or sit in a meeting with your social media team or your CMO and they're telling you and explaining these things and you just nod your head. Okay, and you're sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? Because I don't even know the difference between a twit and a tweet. All right. And if you don't know the difference between a twit and a tweet, you need to listen to that episode I mentioned on how to not be a twit on Twitter, because I promise you'll love it. Next thing, 14, listen and learn. The best way to learn how Twitter works is to tweet to get out there and do it. The second best way and a step you cannot skip is to watch what other people tweet. So this is why I recommend that you set up a test account because test accounts are a great way to both tweet as a test and also watch people tweet without jeopardizing your own brand or being embarrassed about making a mistake. So when you start watching, listening, and learning, pay close attention to tone of conversations, languages used, how they're using the technology, how they are uh, linking to other properties, other content, how are they using hashtags. The more you watch and listen, the more all the things we've talked about today will make sense to you. Next thing, number 15, is you just need to be human. And remember that social media is about humans connecting with other humans. It is about relationships between people. It is about a one-on-one conversation. The old days of connecting and blasting noise in a one-to-many scenario are over and done when it comes to social media. 
Yes, we can leverage social media to amplify our content. However, you will not be successful hopping on Twitter and building your personal brand if that is how you see social media. You need to hop on Twitter. You need to leverage social media with a goal of connecting with other human beings. And I have written a ton of content on this. You can check out my blog at pammarketingnet.com. You can go subscribe to our podcast at on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, and I have a ton of content. You can go to socialzoomfactor.com for all of our podcasts, but I have episode five, which is brand humanization in a nutshell. That is probably a really good place for you to start, and then I would just start going through some of my other podcasts. I have episode 11, which talks about why personal branding is a requirement, not an option. All kinds of content out there, so I really encourage you to just check that out. Last but not least, and this is the bonus is say out loud three times, okay? I want you to say this wherever you are. If you're at the gym, if you are in your car, if you're on a walk with the dog, I don't care. Repeat after me. I am not afraid to tweet. I think I can hear you. Say it again. I am not afraid to tweet. Say it again. I am not afraid to tweet. The bluebird is not gonna get you. Everybody makes mistakes and you are not the first and definitely not the last executive to hop on Twitter. There will be plenty more right behind you who have the same exact apprehensions that you do. And the more that you accept that everything is not going to happen overnight, the quicker you are going to succeed. Remember, slow down to speed up. Don't jump in head first and leave your common sense on the deck. Jump in with a plan and a safety net inclusive of a social media policy, your content plan, and a plan B should things go wrong. So I hope that these tips helped you today. I hope that if you have made this decision to hop on Twitter, that I have given you a framework for which you can do that and some important things that you really need to be thinking about. And as I said, if you need some more help in this area, please check out our courses that are coming. Just go to socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom my tweets and then check out the show notes for this particular podcast and I will provide links to everything that I talk about here. But I hope that this information has helped you. I know that you have a busy schedule and your time is very limited. So I am honored that you took the time to listen to this podcast today. I wish you the best success this week and come tweet with me. Come say hi to me on Twitter. Let me know that you listen to this podcast. Let me know what you think of it. And if you like it, please leave us a review in iTunes. I would really appreciate it or on Stitcher Radio, wherever you're listening to it. Have a wonderful week. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor. Zoom Factor.